price in the Premier League does go to Manchester City. It's paradise retained for Pep and his fantastic players. 14 straight wins to do it. They've had to sprint for the line from a long way out, leaving Liverpool, who have also been magnificent, the most remarkable of all runners-up. What's going on, people? Welcome to a new season of Clutch Pod. It's a brand new season in the Premier League. Obviously, big up Man City for winning back-to-back Premier League titles last season. The formidables. They also won Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, and the Community Shield as well. So, yeah, they're doing their thing coming into this season, looking to free-peat. New season started when the match week two of the Premier League season. And, yeah, what we're going to do this pod, we're just going to wrap up the Premier League results from this weekend and last weekend. And we're also going to look ahead to the upcoming fixtures. And we're also, I'm also going to be making my predictions for the top four, the relegation battle. Uh, I'm going to be assessing the newly promoted teams. So, yeah, let's get into it straight away. So, obviously, at this time of recording, this is Sunday. Just finished Super Sunday. The two games were Sheffield United against Crystal Palace. And also Chelsea against Leicester. So, yeah, um, the first game, Crystal Palace against Sheffield United. Bramall Lane hosted his first Premier League match since, like, 2007. So, of course, the supporters were excited. And they got on, they got off to a great start, winning that game 1-0. So, yeah, they beat Palace 1-0. And you know what it is? As a newly promoted side, yeah, when you, you need to make your home stadium a fortress. Obviously, it's impossible to go in be- unbeaten as a newly promoted side. But you need to be picking up wins against, you know, teams that are in and around your situation you know like your crystal palaces your bournemouths your brightons like you need to be getting points so they picked up all three points that's great for them they also drew on the opening day against bournemouth so i guess four points from the opening two games was fantastic for them palace they lost so yeah um i guess their big summer acquisition was the fact that they managed to keep rovers the hard despite numerous bids from teams like everton everton bid is 70 m's Chink Tolson and James McArthur. That's crazy, bruv. You know it's mad when Everton can be bidding 70 M's for a player. But yeah, the later game on Super Sunday was Chelsea against Leicester. Frank Lampard managing his first game at home. And they drew 1-0. That's the game that just ended. Mason Mount gave them the lead. He was on loan at Derby last season, so it's a player that Frank knows well. He's done his thing. I think he's a good player, you know. I've been watching him recently. Even a couple times in the championship, like, he's got... He's got a shot on him, left peg, right peg. His ability to distribute the ball is decent. He can dribble as well. Like I like him. I like what I see of him. He caused us problems at Old Trafford last week as well. Mm. But yeah, he gave them the lead after a Wolfred Ndidi mistake. But Ndidi made up for it, scoring the equaliser after 66 minutes. So yeah, one all. Um, Chelsea yet to get off the mark, really, under Frank Lampard. I mean, they've... They've lost their first two games and now drawn. Hopefully the win will come for them though. But you know the situation they're in is very, very sticky. Um, Given their transfer embargo and all. So yeah, it's kind of peak for them still. Moving on to the games on Saturday in the early kickoff. Arsenal were trying to record back-to-back wins and they've done so successfully. Beating Burnley at the Emirates 2-1. Their front two of Aubameyang and Lacazette both getting off the score sheet. And in between those goals, there was an Ashley Barnes goal. Listen, Ashley Barnes, yeah, that's a bad man right there, fam. Obviously, he's got three and two now. He banged in two when Burnley won 4-0 last week. Or was it 3-0? 
but he's got three and two now. And I was chatting to someone on Twitter, um, on on the Clutch Pod Twitter, which you should be following, by the way. <laughs> it's Clutch underscore Pod, and they were telling me how they predicted Ashley Barnes to bag sixteen this season. I was thinking, raw sixteen goals, fam, for a Burnley striker. So with the baiting, and I was thinking, anyway, I don't think that's possible, innit? We did score twelve last season, but um, I don't know, man. Obviously at Burnley. Like, first of all, you're not going to be creating that many chances because they're mid-table side at best. And also, the goals are going to be shared between him and Chris Wood because, obviously, they play as a 4-4-2. So, considering he scored 12 last season, I probably, I'll see him, a good season for him to see him will be, I don't know, 11 to 14, innit? And he's already got three, so he's on the right track. So, big up him. So, yeah, they lost, though, 2-1. Um, the Gunners, they got six points out of a possible six to start the season. That's great for them. Aston Villa, the new boys, they lost at home at Villa Park in their first game of the s- first home game of the season, 2-1 to Bournemouth. Disappointing for them. But the big game on Saturday was obviously Man City against Tottenham at the Etihad. And we had drama all, all around, fam. VAR, that was the first controversial VAR decision we've had this season in the Premier League. I doubt it will be, la- it will be the last. It most definitely won't be the last. Um, obviously City took the lead Sterling put them in the lead Raheem Sterling man's got four goals in two games now he's on fire he banged the hat here against West Ham big up Sterling though man obviously the media they tried to turn against him he just put his head down done his thing and now they're trying to cap for him fam. but we can't let that run man we got we got to support our black brothers fam. big up Sterling so yeah um, Lamella equalised that two minutes later Aguero scored and then Lucas Moura scored like 20 seconds of coming on the pitch. I don't know why Pochettino doesn't rate Lucas Moura, fam. I believe that starting Harry Kane cost Tottenham that Champions League final, you know. I'm not saying they would have won if they started Lucas, but it would have been a whole lot more interesting, fam. Because that, that final, that first half was so dead, fam. Even the whole final was shit anyway, I won't lie. So, yeah, Lucas Moura came off the bench, yeah. Man bagged from a corner, a header, fam. He's probably one of the shortest players on the pitch, man, scoring headers. So, big up him. But then in the last minute of added time in the second half, Gabriel Jesus thought he scored, but VAR ruled it out for off... It's not even offside. VAR ruled it out for handball because it hit the hand of Laporte in the build-up. So, that's the second time Man City got bumped by VAR when they're playing against Spurs. <laughs> it's peak. So, yeah, um, other games featured in the top six... Liverpool, they recorded back-to-back wins as well. They beat Southampton at St. Mary's. <laughs> that game's also called Southampton against Southampton alumni. Because if you know, Liverpool used to finesse Southampton players back in the day. Man said they took Ricky Lambert, Sadio Mane, Adam Lallana, flipping. Who else did they take from them? Van Dijk. Like, they used to raid them, fam. So, yeah, Mane got on the score sheet. Firmino as well before Danny Ings, former Liverpool player pegged one back for Southampton, but it was too late. Other games the feature in the top six. Obviously, tomorrow, Man United play Wolves. They're looking to record back-to-back wins as well, following their impressive victory against Chelsea in the opening day of the season. They won 4-0. Rashford banged in a goal. Martial bagged in on his return, wearing number nine. AM9, we're back, baby. We're scoring 20 goals, all competitions, fam. At least, bruv. 20-plus. And then um, Daniel James scoring on his debut, coming off the bench. That's what you dream of, fam. Young G, 21 years old, came from Swansea, came off the bench, bagged on his debut in front of the Stratford M, fam. That's what football's about, fam. A year ago, if you told him that 
if you told him that he would do that, he'd probably think you're you're talking smoking crack, fam. But man really lived it, fam. And you can see from his celebration, he it meant so much to him. So big up Daniel James, man. I know rival fans they've been getting on to him saying, ah, we don't shop in the championship. Alright. Where, where's your seventy-two million pounds that winger, fam? Where's he, fam? Where what's he done in these two games, fam? Because he's not made one. Ooh, ooh, we getting on the score sheet, cuz. We getting on the score sheet, fam. But yeah, we're gonna leave that for another day anyway. Um so yeah, Man United Wolves, that's on our Monday night football. Um moving on to the rest of the results this weekend. Everton beat Watford 1-0. Everton have been trying to do a mad thing in the transfer window, you know. They beat 70 more for Zaha. And they tried to <laughs> get rid of Chink Tolton and James McArthur. He left anyway, he went palace. They tried to get the Kure from Watford for 36 mil. They grabbed Iwobi for 35 mil. They tried to um, get Marcus Rojo. They tried to get Chris Small in that. They're trying to do a madness, fam. But, yeah, um, they won 1-0 Bernard with the goal. Um, so, yeah, win for them. Brighton drew 1-0 against West Ham. So, on transfer deadline day, I predicted what my top 11 would be in the Premier League. Don't ask me why it's 11. I just happened to, yeah. My top 11, not 10, top 11, it goes that far. So, we're going to see if, come the end of the season, it was accurate. A prediction for the top 11, so obviously, so yeah, I predicted City to win the league. I doubt anyone will argue with that. I mean, they strengthened when they didn't even need to strengthen. Obviously, they got Rodri from Atletico Madrid. I've watched him because I was at the Community Shield game against Liverpool. He looked, first 10 minutes, he looked a bit shaky, but he looked solid. He looked solid. Obviously, he was trying to adapt to that English football, innit? But he looked solid. He plays in between the midfield and defence. He's that anchor man in midfield that they needed to replace Fernandinho. But at the same time, they didn't need to replace Fernandinho yet because he's still a quality holding mid. So they got Rodri and they got Jao Cancelo from Juventus, fam. They're just boying it, fam. Look at that. Their right back is Kyle Walker and they're buying Jao Cancelo. So competition for places, yeah, in that Man City team is ridiculous, fam. First game of the season, Aguero benched. Bernardo Silva benched. It's mad. Mares, Mares had a 10 out of 10 game. Next game, he's... he's mi- Next game, he's having a 10-minute cameo off the bench, fam, against Tottenham. Like, the competition for places is, is borderline unhealthy, fam. It's crazy. So, yeah, i got City winning the league. i got Tottenham coming second, you know. I think Spurs will challenge this season, fam. Whether or not they'll go all the way, I doubt it. But I feel like they'll go, all, they'll, they'll go far. They'll go really far. I like the signing of Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, I love the signing of Ryan Session. If you know Ryan Session is my boy, fam. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but you know what I mean. It like that's my guy, fam. Because obviously, I've been watching him for like what three years now. When he was in the championship with Fulham, I was saying this guy is quality, fam. So yeah, that's that's a great addition for him. Hopefully, he can get fit soon. I want to see him, you know, coming off the bench, making some starts for Tottenham. He can play anywhere on that left hand flank, left back, left wing back, left wing. So, yeah, um, big up Ryan Session. He's got his move to Spurs after leaving Fulham. And also, like I said before, Giovanni Lostel. So, that's a decent acquisition for them. Obviously, um, the time I thought, yeah, they're definitely coming second or challenging is when they agreed that fee for Dybala. When I saw that, yeah, obviously, being a United fan and that didn't really work out, I was thinking, shit, we're done out here. Spurs get Dybala, yeah. They're not only taking over North London. They could seriously challenge for the league. Obviously, that didn't, that fell by the wayside, but their squad is still strong enough 
to mount a serious challenge. And the reason why I put them ahead of Liverpool, obviously we all know Liverpool, they didn't really strengthen. Obviously they got that Yankee, Harvey Elliott from Fulham. He's probably one for the future still. I've heard a lot about him. Obviously he's the youngest player to make a Premier League appearance for Fulham. So yeah, and they got Adrian in it. So they didn't really strengthen like that. Um, Allison is out injured. I don't. We don't know how long he'll be out for. They're saying five, six weeks. So that's a major blow for them. So he he plays a vital part in the way they play. So yeah, I see Liverpool finishing third. I just feel like they might. I just see them getting burnt out, man. I mean, this is like the third season of um Klopp really like putting his foot down on this team. I mean, their front three is pattern, but when you think about, it, obviously Salah had a African Cup of Nations campaign. So did Sadio Mane. Roberto Firmino went all the way in the Copa America with Brazil. I mean, come like April-ish, yeah, March, April-ish, when you're challenging, well, I presume they'll be challenging on three fronts anyway, the Premier League, most likely the FA Cup, and then the latter stages of the Champions League. Fam, you're going to need to rotate that squad, man. And I don't see anyone coming in and, like, carrying the baton over for Liverpool on their bench. So I feel like they will... They will peter out the season in a bad way so I, but i still feel like they'll finish third anyway fourth <laughs> i put united as fourth but in brackets i put bias hopes and expectations let me tell you why i think we'll qualify for the champions league yeah our defense are patterned fam our defense i have no worries about our defense obviously against chelsea uh tammy abraham hit the post early on emerson hit the post as well like, they're still getting acclimatised with playing with those guys in. Obviously, Wan-Bissaka is a new addition. He looks so, so solid. Defensively, he's the best right-back in the league. I don't give a toss, fam. You can argue about who and who. It's, it's Wan-Bissaka, fam. It's not close. And then we got Ari Maguire, 80 mils. Obviously, at first, I didn't want him for that price, but I've deeped it. If you if if you really need him, just pay pay anything. At the end of the day, it's not coming out my account. There's no direct debit between me and Manchester United for the purchase of Harry Maguire. So I couldn't give a toss, fam. So yeah, Harry Maguire. Did we overpay for him? Yes, we did. Is it in a position where we need? Yes, it is. Is he gonna help improve our defense immensely? That's it. That's it, fam. So that's a W in my eyes. Against Chelsea, I know it's just one game. I know it's just one game. You don't need to tell me. We've got 37 other more games. But I was very happy with that performance. I was very, very happy with the result. Um, Rashford and Martial both getting off the score sheet. That's major for us. Because obviously we all know we lost Lukaku. And we didn't replace him either. So we need Martial and Rashford to step up. I'm going to need at least 20 plus goals from Martial all the competitions. Rashford, I'm going to need similar from him. So for them to be scoring on the opening day, it's a massive, massive confidence boost. And people say we got lucky, this, this, that. But what you're forgetting is winning breeds confidence. So we're going to be confident going into Molyneux now that we can win, fam. Like, I have no doubt that we can do our thing this season. That's why I got us finishing fourth. <coughs> Obviously, going forward, our midfield, if Pogba gets injured, we're done out here, it? A wise man once said, attack wins games. Defence wins titles, fam. And you know who that wise man was? Sir Alex Ferguson, fam. You ain't need to talk much about his CV anyway. So, hopefully that defence, not a title right now, but it can lead us to the Champions League. So, yeah, I've got United finishing fourth. Fifth, I've got the Gunners, the Gunners, Arsenal. I've got Arsenal finishing fifth. Obviously, they had a very, very, very good transfer window. They brought in Kieran Tierney from Celtic. 
massive, massive um, upside he has there at about what twenty two years old. Quality, quality fullback. That's what the streets are saying anyway. Because I don't watch SPL unless it's Rangers. Um, they also got Nicolas Pepe from Lille. That's a massive signing for them. Seventy two mil. Man said they grabbed him on finance, fam. They they got him on a four contract <laughs> deal. But bats aside, yeah, that's a great addition for him for Arsenal anyway. That front three is looking menacing. Pepe, Lacazette, Aubameyang. Um, so, yeah, that's a great acquisition for them. Uh, what else? What else? Who else did they grab? Um, they got a couple other men, but those are the only two that are really going to... David Luiz, how can I forget? They got David Luiz as well. I feel like with the acquisition of David Luiz, they're just papering over cracks. They're not really addressing the situation um, per se. Because obviously at 32 years old, how many more years would you get out of him? You know the type of player David Luiz is. Um, do you really want him at the heart of your defence? That's the question. He's liable to, he's very, he can take risks. You, you all know that. <laughs> we saw that pass he done against Burnley <laughs> on Saturday. That was a crazy pass in, the, in, his, in his own box, you know. So, yeah. But obviously, I can't lie, he's going to improve them. Because <laughs> as long as he's better than Mustafi, they ain't got no qualms. So, yeah, we're just going to have to see what happens. Obviously, they got a Europa League campaign as well. So, yeah, I got the Gooners finishing fifth. So, <laughs> if it all goes to plan, they'll be playing Europa League football for what? The third season in a row? I dropped it. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, sixth, I got the Toffees, you know. It's a sticky one still. I got Everton finishing sixth. I've already said they've tried to do the mad thing this this transfer window, fam. They tried to bid for Zaha. They tried to bid for Dekure. They tried to bid for Rojo. They tried to bid for Smolin. Like, all this stuff, they ended up grabbing a Wobi. Um, They got Moisey Keane from Juventus. Underrated purchase. 19 years old. Baller. Straight baller, fam. Big up him as well. Um, Hopefully, he does, he does force his way into that starting lineup because Marco Silva started Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the first two games. So, I want to see Moisey Keane get on the score sheet, get in the starting 11, penetrate his way into the starting 11. And yeah, that front three of Bernard, Richarlison and Keane, boy, who knows how far they could go, fam. They could really move entire thing. Obviously, their midfield as well, decent. They lost Gay um, to PSG. They got Bamin, um, who from the streets are saying is decent. Apparently, he's decent. We'll just have to wait and see. So yeah, Everton, they're looking decent, fam. I like Luca Dina, their left back. Um... You got Michael Keane at the heart of your defence. Jerry Mina. They're looking like a decent, decent team. So I feel like they'll finish sixth. And obviously they ain't got no European um, football to worry about midweek. So their prime focus will be on the league. Hence why I feel like they'll overtake the team, which is in seventh. So finishing seventh, <laughs> I got Chelsea. Um, obviously Frank Lampard, he hasn't got off to the best start. Losing his first two games. Well, um, getting crashed 4-0 at Old Trafford. Then losing on penalties in the Super Cup. And then they drew now at home against Leicester. But I can't lie, Leicester, if you saw the Leicester players' reactions at the end of their game, they knew that Chelsea were there for the taking. They looked gutted, fam. They got a point at Stamford Bridge and looked gutted. Like, do you know how crazy that is, fam? Teams who will draw at Stamford Bridge back in the day and celebrate it like a win. They're, tell they're, they're crying over a draw. So that just goes to show how, much, how well they played. James Madison had a great chance, fam. He could have squared it to Vardy, who would have almost definitely tucked it away. But he shot and it went over the bar. Um, they created a lot of chances as well. They rolled their luck at times. And Pedro had a great chance to put Chelsea into the lead. But yeah, 
So that's just the first couple games of the season. And obviously, their squad depth is a joke, Chelsea. I mean, Tammy Abraham, I got love for him still. Like, I watched him a few times at Aston Villa. Man's even bucked his family and that at Wembley, fam. They look like they look like a supportive bunch, fam. You know how you know how African parents are, fam. It's supportive everything. So yeah, um, but to be a Man United at Chelsea, man, that's a different type of pressure, fam. Trust me, man. It's not the same as being a Man United at Villa. Whether he can step up, we'll have to see. Batshuayi, I don't even know what's going on with him. Is he injured? Did they send him out on loan? Is he does Lamps not like him because he hasn't been in the first three match day squads? Not even on the bench. And I haven't even seen, you know, sometimes, yeah, when you're watching a match and they got, like, the players that they're not on the match day squad, but they'll be in the back in it in their normal in their normal clothes or something. Like, and the, the camera will just zoom into a minute. Fam, they haven't even shown my man doing that. So I don't, e I don't even think he's been going to games, fam. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Chelsea, man. I, don't, I feel like they'll have a poor season, finish seventh. And yeah, the, uh, even the acquisition of Lampard as manager, boy, whew, we're going to wait and see, man. But I don't think that's the right acquisition for them. But we'll just have to wait and see. I got them finishing seventh. Eighth, I got Wolverhampton Wanderers. They finished seventh in the league last season, the best of the rest. I feel like they'll follow, they'll follow that up with a top eight finish this season. Obviously, they're in the Europa League as well. They're currently in the Europa League playoffs. So, they haven't actually qualified for the Europa League. They're up against Torino. So, I see them winning that, though. Um, they, they actually bought well as well. They got Patrick Cotrone from AC Milan, fam. That, I know he had an off-season last year, but he has a huge upside. He's like, what, 21, 22? Um, solid backup striker, fam. Solid. He can he can do a thing in the Europa League for Wolves. They also got, like, two more Portuguese, man. They got Neto. Um, they re-signed... They got um, Jota on a permanent basis. They've got Jimenez on a permanent basis as well. So, yeah, big up Wolves. Obviously, Europa League, you're going to need a huge squad to, you know, rotate because them Thursday night, Sunday afternoon fixtures, they're not the ones, especially when you've got to fly Kazakhstan and all them places there, fam. So, yeah, I feel like they'll finish in the top eight, though. Um, yeah, big up Wolves, man. You love to see an underdog story, man. I loved watching them last season. Especially against the top six sides where they managed to really upset the big boys, fam. Um, finishing ninth, I got the Foxes, Leicester City. I got them top nine finish. They had a great transfer window as well. They got Yuri Telemans on a permanent now, 40 M's from Monaco. That's a great purchase for him. James Madison as well. Obviously, you got your Wolf and then Didi. You still got your um, Jamie Vardy. They grabbed Ayozi Perez from Newcastle for 30 M's. That's decent. So, yeah, Leicester squad, they're decent, man. There's a very, very good bunch, man. I like their squad a lot. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a top nine finish would be very fair for them. Maybe, maybe they could cause an upset to the big boys and try to grab them Europa League places. We'll just have to wait and see. I know that's what their ambition is because I watched an interview with Ben Chilwell and he's saying they want they want to play in Europe. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up playing in Europe. So, yeah, big up Brendan Rodgers because the culture he's creating there is phenomenal, man. Big up Leicester City. Finishing 10th, I predict the Irons, the Amers, West Ham United. I got them finishing 10th. They splashed the cash this summer, you know. They got Sebastian Allaire from Eintracht Frankfurt, 40 M's. Big signing for them. Um, they also got Pablo Fornals from Villarreal. Apparently, he is a baller, fam. Centre mid. 
creative midfielder, very creative, similar to like a Manuel Lanzini. He got shot on him as well. That's what they're saying. So yeah, I look forward to watching him. Um, they got rid of my guy Rhys Oxford, who wasn't really getting a look in anyway. Declan Rice, this is his second season, really blowing up as a starting Premier League holding mid. So yeah, maybe he will get better. I assume. Obviously, you got Mark Noble next to him. You got Jack Wilson next to him. Them old old heads there. Them man can give him advice. So yeah, big up them man. Um, obviously you got your Felipe Andersons as well. Mikel Antonio, he can always chip in with a goal. Javier Hernandez is still there. Chicharito bagged in a goal for them against Brighton on the weekend as well. So yeah, that's that's West Ham finishing eleventh. I got Watford. Um, I got Watford falling outside the top ten this season. Um, yeah, what more can I say? The team's still decent though. Troy Deeney, Andre Gray, Gerard Fail. Um, who did they buy this summer? They managed to keep Decore from the likes of Everton, so that's good for them. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they brought in Danny Warbeck on a free transfer. I feel like that would be an underrated acquisition for him. Again, he just needs to try and stay fit, man. He's had a terrible, terrible injury history, fam. So, if he can stay fit, yeah, like, he, he, he can do a thing for them, man. He can definitely do a thing for them. So, yeah, that's my prediction for the top 11. So, I'll probably come back to this at the end of the season and see how accurate my predictions were. Hopefully, I get all of them correct, man. But, yeah, so that's my that those are my predictions for who's going to finish in the top 11. Moving on now, though, I'm going to speak a little bit about the promoted teams. So, coming up from the championship this season, wow. Coming up from the championship this season, we've got Aston Villa, Sheffield United, and Norwich City. So, yeah, Sheffield United, the Blades, Norwich City winning the championship. Aston Villa coming up through the playoffs. They beat Derby County, then managed by Frank Lampard in the playoff final. And then Sheffield United getting automatically promoted. So, yeah, they're going to start off with the championship champions. Norwich City, big up them. First game of the season <laughs> at Anfield. Boy, that's not where you want to start. <laughs> your return to the Premier League. That is a horrible place to go when you're up and coming, newly promoted side fam. And they got taught a lesson in football. Defensively, they were woeful. I mean, it just looked like... <coughs> I was watching that, I was thinking, fam, they could, they could do a Addis for them, literally. So, yeah, they did manage to get on the score sheet, though. I mean, 4-1, they lost 4-1. Timu Pucky, Puki, however you want to pronounce his name, that's a gunman, fam. That is... A striker, you know that man there. They don't, they don't dilly dally, fam. He gets the ball, he puts it in the back of the net, fam. He banged in like, what 38 goals in the championship last season in all competitions. I think this season he's already got four. Bagged a hat trick against Newcastle. The first goal was scrumptious, fam. On the half volley, banged it left foot into the back of the net. So big up Timu Puki. Um, big season ahead for him, man. I want to see him do his thing, fam. I want to see him do his thing. It's refreshing to see that, man. I feel like they're following the Wolves model because I'm tired of these teams, yeah, get promoted. They go play for like Anfield, park the bus, the whole game, fam. I'm like, come on now, Val. What did you come here to do, really? Did you come here to compete or did you come here just to say, oh, yeah, man played in the Prem still. There's one season, but man was there. So, yeah, big up him. Um, And often the question with these strikers that have an elite record in championship level coming to the Premier League is, can they do it in the Premier League? Because there's been bad boy strikers in the championship, yeah? But they just can't step up in the Premier League. you got guys like Dwight Gale, yeah? Obviously, he scored that memorable hat-trick against um, Liverpool when, when they bottled it. 
to win the Premier League, innit? But other than that, he hasn't really popped off. Now he's gone back down to the championship. You've got guys like Jermaine Beckford. Remember him, fam? That was a gunman, fam. He used to bang in them goals. He made his move to Everton. He wasn't really doing his thing. And then he just, ultimately, his career just petered out in the Premier League anyway. Only Lord knows where he is now. Last time I checked, he was in Preston. I don't know where, I think Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know where he is now. So, yeah, for the fact that Pookie can bang in four goals in his first two Premier League appearances, big up him. Great achievement for him. Moving on to the Blades, Sheffield United. Boy, they're in trouble, man. I won't lie. Um, obviously, they won on the weekend, but I think they're going down straight away. I mean, they barely spent any money. They lack Premier League experience. I know they picked up Phil Jagielka, but at 37 years old, he's probably past it, fam. Um, they grabbed Ravel Morrison, though. That could be a serious pickup. Hopefully, he, he knuckles down and like finds a home in Sheffield, man. Because we need. I want to see Ravel Morrison like at a team where he's consistently playing well, scoring goals, getting assists, doing stuff like that, fam. Because Alex Ferguson rated him highly when he was in the United Academy, fam. Them man was rated higher than Lingard and all them man there, fam. So we want to see that potential being fulfilled from Ravel Morrison. But other than that, obviously they got Billy Sharp. That's a bad man right there. I like him a lot. But that's a championship striker at best, man. I don't see them man there bagging in 8 to 11 goals in a Premier League to keep them up. But he has to prove me wrong, innit? Like, who am I? What do I know? I'm just saying what I think anyway, innit? I could be wrong. I'm mostly wrong. So, hopefully for him, they do do that. But I see Sheffield United going meow, straight back down. The last Premier League team, Aston Villa, they spent the most out of all clubs in the transfer window in the Premier League. 144 million, brought in Nussman, brought in Wesley, brought in one Don called Marvellous. They got Tyrone Mings on a permanent from Bournemouth. They brought in Treasure Gay. They brought in Hellerman fam. You know, in the change room, the manager was like, all right, cool, that's my man, that's my man, that's my man. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, Treasure Gate, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Bare icebreakers and that in the change room, like, what, tell me three things about yourself that we wouldn't expect. You know, that one's there, fam. <laughs> Come, like, the first day of se- year seven and that. So, so, yeah, the big question for Villa is, <laughs> can those players gel? Can they settle down in the Premier League? And ultimately, can they... <laughs> make them stay up because we saw Fulham do that last year they spent 100 M's they brought in Seri Maxime Lemarchand Andre Frank Zambo and Gisa Alexander Mitrovic Andre Scherler they went straight back down fam so not all the time splashing all that promotion peas can equate to success in the Premier League hopefully for Villa though they can you know stay up man because Birmingham that's the second biggest city in, in England fam they need a team in the top flight of English football. Obviously, it ain't going to be Birmingham City because them man fell off a long time. So we need the Villa to, you know, up the Villa, man. They need to do a thing, fam. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on the promoted teams. What we're gonna, do, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to predict who I think will get relegated. As to who will get relegated, Brighton, Sheffield United, those are my bankers. The other ones I think is a toss-up between teams like Southampton, um, probably Norwich, and Burnley, but Brighton and Sheffield United, they're getting down, man. Brighton, they didn't really do a lot. They got that brother, Trussar. I think they got him from Genk. That's a bad man, fam. I saw the goal he scored on the weekend, but I don't think that'll be enough for them to stay up. And also, they done a thing that I, that I despise, fam. They got rid of Chris Hewton at the end of the season. The guy kept them up, for, for God's sake, fam. What more did they want from him? Like, it's Brighton, fam. On a limited budget, he kept them up in the Premier League. Do they want to finish in the top 10? I don't know. That's another L for the BAME Society. Black and minority Asian. Black and 
minority ethnicity society obviously saw Campbell left Macclesfield that was the last one left fam we all know what they done to Darren Moore at West Brom they got they got rid of him Chris Hutton now they got rid of him like, I'm thinking like when are black when are black and ethnic minority managers going to be given a chance in English football fam like Frank Lampard was at Derby yeah as soon as Sarri cut they hired him straight away fam like I ain't no uh, uh, um campaigner for equality or something. I'm just a brother that likes to speak on facts, innit, and talk up on issues that I feel affects me, because I'm a black brother from the ends, innit? But if Frank Lampard was a black G, yeah, do you really think he'll be getting that Chelsea job, fam? you got to sit back and think, fam, because these black managers, Darren Moore was doing a thing at West Brom, you know? Them man were comfortably in the playoff position, fam. Where are West Brom now, fam? Fam, Saul Campbell, obviously, that's a different different situation, innit? I don't really know too tough about that. I just know that that's another black brother that bit the dust in it. And then now you Chris Hutton, quality manager, fam. Done his thing at Newcastle. Done his thing at Brighton. They told him goodbye. So obviously they got Graham Potter. Nothing against Graham Potter. Trust me. I ain't got nothing against him, my guy. But I'm going to need your team to get relegated so we can show them why we need more black managers in the Premier League and in football in general. So yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my bias against Brighton, innit? So yeah, um... Those are my picks to get relegated. I think that's it for the Premier League segment. I mean, we've spoken a lot. We've got big fixtures coming up this weekend. Obviously, the Monday Night Football, as I said earlier, United travel to Molyneux to play Wolves. Hopefully, we can get a good result. A win will be fantastic for us to build confidence. Um, Yeah, man. We just need to keep going, man. Obviously, there was a lot of stick about our transfer window, about the fact we didn't get guys like Bruno Fernandes, we didn't get guys like um, Dybala didn't want to come. Mandzukic, we pulled out the deal. Stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we just, like, it is what it is, isn't it? Obviously, a lot of men are beefing the Glazers. To be honest, I hold no real opinion on the Glazers, innit? Like, I think that people are overreacting. But this is my opinion. But, um, like, it's not as bad as it is, man. We're overreacting it highly, fam. Like, we could be in a lot worse position. And don't get me wrong, I ain't settling for mediocrity, innit? Like, I want to see my team challenging for Premier League titles and that. But I knew from the get-go, when we are putting Solskjaer, it's going to take time. I was telling the man them three years, fam. Three years, I was saying, let's give him, fam, you can't expect man to change everything in one window, fam. Like, this ain't FIFA career mode. Obviously, I like the stance that he's taken. Lukaku, he booted him out of the club. Sanchez, he looks like he's on the way out, going to Inter Milan. Um, Fellaini's gone. Smalling's nowhere to be seen in the first two matchday squads anyway. Neither is Phil Jones. We brought in Maguire. Like, we can't do everything in one window, innit? I'm giving him two more windows to pattern. And I, I, I back Oli to the brim, fam. I back him. Trust me. That's my dog, fam. Man's even going to the Old Trafford next month to watch the game against Leicester, fam. I got my membership. I renewed it, fam. £25 back and got my official membership, fam. So hopefully man's going to be doing trips from London, Houston to Manchester Piccadilly, fam. So yeah, Oli's at the wheel, man. It's not as bad as it is. But looking forward to this weekend's fixtures, another big game on Saturday. Liverpool host Arsenal, big game at Anfield. We'll see if Liverpool can record three, game, three wins in a row. United host Crystal Palace, Norwich uh, at Carroll Road against Chelsea. And on the Super Sunday, Tottenham host Newcastle United. So yeah, that is it for the Premier League segment. What I do want to say, though, Clutch Pod, um, some of you may know that 
we didn't really we didn't end last season we didn't shoot our pod for the final day of the premier league season and obviously based on last year's work break i've been doing a pod every week after the after each match day of premier league football and this is match day two and this is my first one so with the uploads i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be very inconsistent this season due to personal reasons but what i can assure you is that we'll be trying to put out quality quality content with quality opinions and yeah i'm gonna try uploads as much as i can um i am active on my twitter and i've made an instagram account as well follow it it's at kirk underscore pod and the twitter is at kirk underscore pod as well if you're still listening at this point much love for the support much love for the support last season as well in season one where we went through what was it 27 pods so yeah 27 episodes of the pod so yeah this is episode one so if you don't see me regularly if you don't see uploads regularly just know that it's it's out of my control it's due to personal problems but thank you very much for supporting the pod and we're moving on you gotta be aware of the inbounder here if you're filling it's off to leonard defended by simmons is this the dagger season is too dead i can't lie this free agency period we just had probably the best free agency period ever fam the amount of moves that's gone on the amount of superstars that have gone different teams this season yeah is going to be a mad thing fam trust me i can't wait man i can't wait october 22nd opening night nba season is gonna be mad fam so what we're gonna do um what we're gonna do on this segment of the pod man's just gonna you know discuss the dramatic free agency period we just had um, we're going to talk about the dynamic duos that we now have in the league. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to make my prediction who I think will make the NBA Finals, who are championship contenders in both the East and the West, who are, who's most likely to come out the East, who's most likely to come out the West. I'm going to talk about the season schedule that was announced not too long ago, I think like last week. Um, so, and also like games on like Chris, Christmas Day, MLK Day, you know, all them days there, them special holiday periods over in the states because we ain't got that over these sides only christmas in it but yeah <laughs> and we're going to talk about notable homecomings so which superstar is going back to his old franchise what reception they're going to get if it's positive negative and whatnot and finally we're going to talk about the fiba world cup which is coming up and the usa squad or lack of <laughs> and we're going to talk about unfortunate the unfortunate injury of boogie cousins so yeah um Man's going to start off straight away, free agency, boy, who saw that coming? No one, no analyst, yeah, could tell you that they saw what went down in free agency coming. Nobody. And if they could tell you, they're lying. They're lying, fam. Nobody could tell where Kawhi was going. You had Jalen Rose saying he's 100% staying in Toronto. You had Chris Broussard, that man was just talking rubbish, saying he's getting, he's getting to the Lakers. Fam, no one knew. I can't lie. Obviously, we all know now the dust has settled. Kawhi and Paul George, they're playing in LA. They're with the Clippers. Um, 
Anthony Davis, obviously, you got traded to the Lakers. You got KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. You got Kemba in Boston. You got Big Al Horford in Philly. You got Tobias Harris resigning in Philly. You got Mike Conley in Utah with Bogdanovich. You got Malcolm Brogdon in Indiana. You got, bro, there's so much going on right now, fam. I didn't even mention Russell Westbrook in Houston. How about that? CP3 in OKC. How about that? Fam, it's too much. I can't, it's, it's just too mad, fam. Obviously, the Knicks, they got Julius Randle, Alfred Payton, Bobby Portis, them man's there. Don't laugh at the Knicks too much, though, man. They're coming, fam. Trust me. Obviously, Paul George, he managed to force his way out of OKC despite signing a contract extension only, despite signing with them initially only last year, fam. He told Sam Presti he had enough. He wanted to go. Sam Presti managed to get Shea Gilgis Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, couple first-round picks as well. Um, for him, so in the end, I guess he got he, he got he got some value for Paul George. Let's not lie. Although people do argue that they are late first round picks, and how much will how many of them picks will actually blossom into a superstar that is Paul George? But we'll only have to wait and see. Obviously, the Lakers they missed out on Kawhi Leonard, so in um as for compensation, they did manage to pick up Danny Green. They got Boogie Cousins, who we're gonna come on to later in the show, who unfortunately tore his ACL. They picked up guys like um, Quinn Cook. They got the likes of JaVel McGee and KCP and Rajon Rondo coming back. They also grabbed Avery Bradley. Like They made some decent acquisitions. Obviously, the Warriors, um, they still got Clay. They got D'Angelo Russell as well. It, I'm, I'm so surprised that they managed to get something for KD. That's actually clutch. That's very clutch of them to bring back an all-star for a departing all-star. Obviously, they're different levels, but it's still an all-star, isn't it? So, yeah, I can't lie. Free agency was mad. Obviously, I still got my Warriors notifications on and my Shams notification. Like, I remember the night Kawhi got traded, yeah? It was a summer league game in Vegas between the Pelicans and the Knicks. RJ and Zion going head-to-head. And I remember there was an earthquake. There was a, It was earthquake season in Cali, innit? So I was watching, obviously I live in London, innit? So the time difference was already nuts. This was at like what? 3 a.m. The game got postponed. It was at 3 a.m. I was thinking, nah, it ain't gonna happen. I'm just gonna go to bed. I woke up, you know them ones you wake up, you just look at your phone, yeah. And obviously my phone was very bright, innit? So I just saw Paul George, yeah, and Kawhi Leonard. You know them ones? I woke up straight away. I said, huh? He took Paul George. Like, nobody expected that, brother. Trust me. No one expected that, fam. So, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, boy, that guy, <laughs> he's got, he, he was the most powerful player in the league that night, fam. And I said, to the, he says to Steve Barmer, owner own of the Clippers, if I'm coming, you got to bring me Paul George. And that man pulled it off. So, big up Steve Barmer, uh, owner of the Clippers, very eccentric guy. I love his passion for the game, fam. You will see that man courtside getting crazy, fam. Big up Doc Rivers as well, head coach of the Clippers. I can't lie. It's crazy. There's parity in the NBA now. There's parity. Remember these times last year? That's when Boogie Cousins signed with the Warriors. One year deal for five million. Everyone was talking about how the NBA is ruined. Let's not watch it. Stephen A was one of the guys as well saying, what's the point of watching the season? We were all depressed. Obviously, a lot happened in that season. And now, we've got parity. We've got so many dynamic duos, which is what I'm going to come on to next. So, in like we've gone from big threes to dynamic duo so obviously warriors big three steph kd draymond steph clay kd however you want to phrase it th- those are their big three um obviously cleveland 
before LeBron and Kyrie left, it was Kyrie, LeBron, Kevin Love. All these teams had big threes. Houston, CP3, Harden, Capella, Philly, Jimmy Butler, Simmons, Embiid. All those, all, we all had big threes. Now, we've got dynamic duos. So Houston, you've got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. We're gonna, it's going to be very interesting to see how they manage to sort that one out because those are two very dominant ball handlers. So I don't know how they're going to figure it out. But we said that about CP3 and Harden. And it was fairly... It it, it worked fairly well, innit? Like, it, it worked better than most people expected, I believe. So yeah, with Harden and Westbrook, obviously, them men are, bred, them men are boys. They're boys from OKC days, innit? So maybe... That's that foundation is built in it. Like they have a understanding, they know each other's game very well. So maybe that can lead to them to, you know, finding a way to figure it out. So it's gonna be very interesting up in Eight Town. Obviously, they still got Clint Capella. They still got PJ Tucker, um, Austin Rivers, they managed to get him back. So that's a decent pickup for him. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Rockets can do. Uh, another dynamic duo, obviously one of the best dynamic duos we have in the league, LeBron and Anthony Davis. They should be contending for a title. Obviously, LeBron James, he's well-rested. He hasn't played basketball since April. He, he's going to go from April to October without playing NBA basketball. So, that he's going to be very, very well-rested going into, what, his 16th year, 17th year? Crazy, bruv. Crazy. So, yeah, everyone's expecting great things from Bron. And, obviously, you've got the brow to back him as well, Anthony Davis. That man walks and averages, what, 25 points. 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. It's going to be it's going to be breezy up in LA, man. Staples Center is going to be popping, fam. It is going to be popping, no doubt about that. So yeah, can they do it? We're going to have to wait and see. I personally feel like they can. I feel like they're coming out the west. I'm going to come up to my predictions after each I discuss these dynamic duos. But on the other side of the Staples Center, you've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two two-way wings of the highest quality. Them and that can both defend and provide quality offense. It's mad. That team, yeah. <laughs> um, it's gonna be how, how are you gonna score? Pat Bev up point guard, Kawhi, Paul George, got Montres Harrell, beast in the post. But how are you gonna score, fam? How? Let me know. <laughs> how are you getting a bucket, fam? It's crazy, bruv. So yeah, Clippers, I think right now they're the bookies favourites, innit? Because when you think about it. They literally just added Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They haven't lost anyone. Well, obviously, they lost Shea. He's a decent, decent young player, man. Future All-Star. Trust me, fam. Shea George's Alexander. That brother's the truth, fam. He's balling out in that round one playoff series against the Warriors. They lost him. They lost shooting in Danilo Gallinari. But when you think about it, the spine of the team is still there. You still got Patrick Beverly running point. Obviously, he signed a three-year, 40 million contract. Big up Pat Bev, secure the bag. Big up him, fam. That's what it's about, fam. Some people say he's overpaid. But at the end of the day, the Clippers wanted him. The Clippers got him. The Clippers are contenders. If they win a chip, how, how are you going to say he's overpaid if he delivers them a title? So, yeah, they still got their coin. Pat Bev still got Lou Williams, the best bench player in NBA history, probably. He's up there. Him, Del Curry, and all them man there. He's making 8 mil this year. Probably one of the most underpaid players. So, in a way, it balances it out. If you say Pat Bev's overpaid, Lou Will's making 8 mil, fam. His brothers at Chandler Parsons and them man there seeing like 25 M's this year, fam. So, yeah. Lou Will's coming off the bench. Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. You got Ibika Zubac. Like, you got, you got the, the core of the team is still there. Landry Summit, don't forget my guy, fam. I'm, we miss you in Philly, fam. I know you ain't listening, but Landry, we miss you in Philly, brother. 
I miss him, man. I miss him, fam. But yeah, they still got fam. The Spanish team still there. So the Clippers, they're the team to go for if you want to win a championship. So yeah, moving on to dynamic duels in the East. Um, obviously the Boston Celtics they lost Kyrie Irving. I feel like that was that's a W for them because I can't lie though. I feel like they made him a scapegoat, but that's a conversation for another day, isn't it? <coughs> obviously he wasn't bringing good vibes in the locker room. Apparently he went like a month and a bit not talking to any of his teammates. So I feel like they got rid of them. They brought in Kemba Walker, who is very similar to Kyrie. Like I don't feel like that's an L getting rid of Kyrie and bringing in Kemba. Obviously he's not the He's not the same as Kyrie, but they're very similar in the way they play. So yeah, they got Ka- they got Kemba. Obviously, Gordon Hayward second year of second year after getting injured. So a lot of people are predicting him to you know improve and get better. Um, they brought in an ace Cantor after losing Al Horford. That's an L. I won't lie. Losing Al Horford is an L. Losing Al Horford to Philly, your conference rivals, massive L. That's a great pickup for the Sixers. Obviously. They didn't want to pay him in the end. He's, what, 32 years old. Um, signed a four-year, under the nine million dollar contract in Philly. 92 million pound of it is guaranteed, with the rest of it being in bonuses. We're going to come on to the 76ers soon. Let me just finish off with the Celtics. So, yeah, obviously, they still got their Jason Tatum, their Jalen Brown. You still got uh, Marcus Smart. Um, so, yeah, like the core of their team is still there, but I still feel like they did get worse. They did get worse. I mean, that center position... And this Cantor, that brother can't defend to save his life, man. I mean, he's a good offensive rebounder, but that he's going to get bullied in the paint. Let him come up against Embiid, Jokic, Cat, AD. Them men will, oh, they're going to rape him in the post, fam. <laughs> Are you crazy? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get along, though. Jason Tatum, he had a poor sophomore year. I can't lie, a lot of these sophomores this year, um, they had a, they had a poor, they had a poor season, like, Ben Simmons didn't improve. Donovan Mitchell stagnated. Jason Tatum stagnated. So these, the third year, I'm expecting big things from all of these players. Uh, another team in the East. Let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they took a couple L's in free agency as well, losing Malcolm Brogdon to Indiana. That's a 50-40-90 guy. If you don't know, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from free, 90% from the free throw line. He's up there. When you look at the guys who've done that in the season, you've got your Steve Nash, Steph Curry. Like, these man, fam, Malcolm Brogdon's in elite company, fam. Like, underrated, isn't it? Obviously, um, combo guards can run the point and two guards. So, I think it'll be a big miss for him, but they did pick up Wesley Matthews. That's a decent pickup, considering they did lose Malcolm Brogdon. They re-signed Chris Middleton, five-year, 180 mil. Boy, Chris Middleton secured a bag. A lot of people did criticise that contract, saying he's overpaid. But, like I said, same thing with Catbed. If he leads them to a championship, who cares? How much is a chip worth, fam? You'll pay that for a chip, hands down. Obviously, Yanis, a lot of people also expecting him to get a better jump shot, become more of a three-point threat. He's been training with Kyle Korver, who the Bucks picked up in free agency. Big pickup. I really wanted the Sixers to get him, man. We needed that shooting, fam. We needed it. But yeah, Kyle Korver is in Milwaukee. Um, so yeah, the Bucks. I guess their dynamic duo is Chris Middleton and <coughs> Yanis. Can't forget Splash Mountain. They brought back Brook Lopez. They also brought his twin brother Robin Lopez. So we got Rolo and Splash Mountain. That's interesting, man. Two twins playing on the same team. Moving on to another team in the East. My Philly. My, where my Philly brothers at, fam. Sixers. Obviously, we lost Jimmy Butler. Unfortunate. I did. 
I knew we were going to lose either Jimmy Butler or Tobias Harris. At first, I did want us to re-sign Jimmy Butler more than Tobias Harris because, obviously, the way he stepped up during the playoffs, he's a leader that we need. He's a fighter, this, this, that. But I'm starting to... Tobias Harris is still my guy. Don't get it twisted, fam. Man loves me some Tobias Harris, fam. He didn't play as well as I expected in the playoffs, but at the end of the day, he was probably the fourth option, in after Simmons, then Bead, and Jimmy Butler. So now that we've got rid of... Well, he, we didn't get rid of him. He re-signed, he signed someone else. Now Jimmy Butler's no longer around. We've got Tobias Harris. Hopefully, he can get more plays called for him, and he can dis- rediscover that form that he had in LA when he was in the Clippers, averaging like 20 points a game. So yeah, we did manage to get Josh Richardson in a sign-and-trade for Jimmy Butler. So that's a huge W, man. Great um, wing player, can run the two or the three, six foot six. You know what the craziest thing is? He's the shortest player in our roster. In, not in our roster. He's the shortest player in our starting five, fam. 6'6". Six, six. That length is crazy. Simmons, 6'10". Jay Rich, 6'6". Six, six. Tobias Harris, 6'9". Al Horford, 6'10". Joel Embiid, 7'2". Bro, the defense is going to be nuts, fam. So, yeah, we got Jay Rich. Solid for us. He's on a friendly contract as well, making like, what, 10 mil a year for the next three years. I like him as well, man. I like him a lot, fam. Can shoot the three as well. Um, Yeah, good pickup for us, man. Obviously, we did lose JJ Redick as well. That hurt me, man. He went to the Pelicans. That upset me because I listened to his, uh, his podcast now and again, and I was reading an article about it and how he was saying just before free agency, his family's happy in Philly. Well, they live in Brooklyn, innit? Like, his family's very settled there. He wants to retire in Philadelphia. And things like that made me happy, fam, because he's the greatest, he's the best three-point shooter that we have, and we need shooting, fam. Only to find out, couple minutes into free agency, man's gone to New Orleans, fam. I was thinking, come on now, dog. But, yeah, I guess, I wish him all the best, though, man, because that's my guy, man. I love me some JJ Reddick, fam. Trust me, fam. I miss them um, dribble handoffs he used to play between him and Embiid, fam. But, yeah. So, no longer um, in Philly with J.J. Reddick. So, we did pick up Al Horford, as I said earlier, from Philadelphia. W. Huge, huge W. It's all, often, they always say, ah, he's the one man that can stop Embiid, this, this, that, whatever. No one can stop Embiid. But, yeah, he can. He, he dealt with him. I can't lie. He dealt with him in the playoffs last not last year, two years ago. So, we picked him up. Obviously, stre- he can stretch the floor, shoot the three, play power forward or center. That is a crucial pickup for us because we was doo-doo when Embiid was off the floor during the playoffs. And defensively, we were a joke. So, yeah, great for him. Great for us that he can play some five and play lockdown defense as well. So, big up Al Horford. Hopefully, he can bring a title to Philadelphia for the first time since 1983, fam. So, yeah, that's the dynamic duel out in the East. Finishing off the rest of the dynamic duels. Let's go Utah, fam. Utah Jazz. They had a great off-season, fam. They got Mike Conley. They m- obviously, they still got Gobert. They picked up Bogdanovich as well from Indiana. That's a shooter. He was carrying the paces when Oladipo went out early in the season. He was a leading scorer in the playoffs as well. So, their, their, team, is, their team is looking stacked, fam. They're, they could cause serious problems for teams come playoff time. Um, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, I love that backcourt a lot, fam. Love it, fam. They they can they can work some wonders, fam. Obviously, you got the old and young dynamic. You got uh, experience versus youth. I feel like there's a lot of things that Matt Conley can teach Donovan Mitchell. There's a lot you can learn from him. So yeah, the Utah Jazz they're going to be a problem. Obviously, they got two-time reigning defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Big up him for winning that. Um, yeah, the Jazz they're going to be a problem. Other teams in the West, 
You got the Pelicans. Shit, they ain't really contenders though. They just got a nice squad though. Felt like the fast break between Lonzo and Zion is gonna be brazy, fam. Man's gonna throw it up. Zion's gonna put it down. It's gonna be crazy. Um, I feel like I'm missing out on some teams though. Houston, LA, two teams in LA. Um, OKC, not missing them. Uh, I'm missing a team, fam. Who am I missing? The Warriors. Obviously, the Warriors. You got Steph Curry. Delo as well. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, a lot of people have questioned D'Angelo Russell's maturity, but he's shown it in Brooklyn. But then in the offseason, man got caught trying to smuggle crow in <laughs> in an American airport. So I don't really know where where his mindset is, but hopefully for him he can do his thing. And the Warriors, a lot of people fell have slept on them now that KD's left. But I can't lie, it's a big season. I want to see what Steph Curry can do. Because obviously, before KD was there, that brother was an animal, fam. Averaging 33 points per game, shooting <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see where the Warriors rank, fam. But let's move on now. Um, after this dynamic duo thing. Um, I'm going to talk about the contenders to come out of the East. So, out of the East, I think we've got... We really only got two main contenders, from, in my opinion, anyway. We've got Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Serious contenders to come out of the East. And we've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, the Celtics are nice. The Pacers are nice, but Oladipo ain't coming back to the new year. Um, Brooklyn, they still ain't got KD. KD's still out. So, it's basically Kyrie and some young guys, <laughs> which is basically what was going on in Boston. So... I don't know what's going to go down. Um, you got the Raptors. The Raptors. Is, uh, <laughs> I feel like the Raptors, they're going to blow it up early in the season. They've got a lot of people, players on expiring contract. Mark Gasol's on an expiring contract this season. Kyle Lowry's on an expiring contract. They need to see if they're going to pay Pascal Siakam or they're going to wait till next year. Um, so, yeah, it could be, it could, he could, Masai Ujiri could be like, you know what, we've won a championship. Let's blow it up and start again. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, the New York Knicks, obviously, a lot of people have been clowning them because they were, they were saying we're getting Zion, that didn't work out. They got the number three pick. They were saying they're getting KD and Kyrie. They went across the road to Brooklyn. They ended up getting Julius Randle. They got Bobby Portis. They got um, Alfred Payton. They got Marcus Morris. Is it Marcus or Marquise? Marcus Morris as well. So, yeah, um, I can see why a lot of Knicks fans will be upset, but... I won't, I won't be surprised if they sneak a playoff uh, ape seed, you know. Because some of the pickups there, they're nice. I mean, you still got your Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett, hopefully he can do his thing. I wasn't too impressed with what he was doing in Summer League, though. But then again, a lot of players have a poor Summer League and come out nice. Look at Trey Young. So, yeah, the Knicks, not, not, it's not all doom. And the one thing I like about that is the fact that the ne contracts are nice. So, it's two-year contracts. So, at the end of two years... Guess who's a free agent? Yanis. So, <laughs> I think their agenda has begun for New York. So, yeah, other teams, obviously, you got Chicago as well. Um, nice young squad, Zach Levine. You've got your um, Wendell Carter Jr., Larry Markinen. They picked up a couple point guards. They've got Thomas Sadoransky, Thaddeus Young. So, they, they could sneak an eighth seed as well. It'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, um, out west, though, the contenders, boy, it's peak. I still got, I feel like you can't discount the Warriors, man. You can't discount them at all. I mean, 
So he's still got two-time MVP in Steph Curry. Clay Thompson will probably come back late in the season, coming towards the playoffs. They still got also in D'Angelo Russell. They got Jamon Green, who secured the bag four-year, hundred million dollar contract extension. Big up him. They managed to get Kevin Looney. They got Willie Cauley Stein. Nice, nice piece from Sac Town. Going from Sacramento. Um, yeah. I, you can't count that out. You can't count them out at all. So I feel like they'll be up there. Obviously, the Lakers and the Clippers need I say more. Um, you got the Rockets. I don't know, man. I don't know how Harden and Westbrook will figure it out. I don't. I, uh, can they win a playoff series? Yes, they can. Can they win two? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Utah Jazz out there. Can't forget about the Nuggets, fam. Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray signed a contract extension. Congratulations to him securing the bag. They still got Jokic. They brought back Paul Millsap. Um, they they still got their core, man. They still got their core. So big up the Nuggets. They're gonna be a problem out west as well, fam. Nikola Jokic, the bad boy, fam. So yeah, Nuggets. They're gonna be up there most definitely. Can't forget the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard. That guy single-handedly destroyed OKC, fam. That shot over Paul George. If you, if someone was to tell me at that moment in time, yeah, half their roster wouldn't be there no more. I would have said you're lying, but it's happened. So see, um, they're gonna, they're up there, definite contenders to come out of the West. Um, you got Dame Dalla, CJ Sander extension. They picked up Hassan Whiteside, obviously because Nurkic is still out injured. So big up them. That's a W for them until Nurkic comes back. They lost more heartless though. I think they picked up Derek Favors. I think they've got Derek Favors. That's a nice addition for them as well. So yeah, Trailblazers, they'll be up there as well. So those are my contenders to come out of the West. Um, I'm going to talk about the season schedule now. First game of the season, boy. We've got the LA Derby. We've got the Clippers up against the Lakers. Crazy. Like I said, Staples Center is going to be jumpy this year. Fam. For the Raptors against the Pelicans as well. So we're going to see Zion on opening night. going to see what he's up to. We're going to see the likes of Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. I don't know if, if he's back. Obviously, he suffered a blood clot. JJ Redick. going to be interesting. The Pelicans are going to be... They're going to be a fun team to watch next season, man. I won't lie. Let's talk about the notable superstar return games in the 2019 schedule. So Kawhi Leonard's return to the North on December the 11th. I feel like he'll get a very, very good reception. Um, he delivered them a championship, fam. He didn't even want to be there, fam. How can man become arguably the greatest Raptor, yeah, in one season? And he didn't even want to be there. So that's crazy. Big up him. AD goes back to New Orleans November the 27th. Yeah, they're going to boo the hell out of him, fam. <laughs> Obviously, he did spend a good, what was it, six years there, six, seven years. But the way he handled his departure, I don't think it sat well with the New Orleans fans, especially wearing that, that that's all, folks t-shirt on the final game of the regular season. Kyrie goes to Boston November the 27th as well. Boy, <laughs> that brother is going to be called every bad word under the sun, fam. He's going to be in for a horrible time, man. Them Boston fans, they're... Oh, he's, he's pissed. That's all I can say. Russell Westbrook goes back to OKC January the 9th. We're going to expect something. We're going to expect fireworks there. Um, they're most definitely going to have a tribute video out for him. And, yeah, they're going to show him some love, man. They're going to show Brody some love when he goes back to the Chesapeake Arena. Chesapeake Energy Arena. They're going to show him some love, man. No doubt about that. So, yeah. um, Obviously, coming up August the 31st, we've got the FIBA World Cup. 
USA team is looking so thin, they might even call me up after they listen to this pod. They'd be like, yo, AB, can you run some point, fam? I'll run back up point for Camby, you know. Hey, don't fam. Um, also, there's FIBA World Cup coming back. Well, it's starting on the 31st of August. Team USA is looking so thin. Tobias Harris pulled out. Damian Lillard pulled out. TJ McCollum pulled out. PJ Tucker pulled out. De'Aaron Fox pulled out. Um, the best players looking like Kemba Walker. You got guys like Mason Plumley trying to get in there. Joe Harris. I might not even be surprised if they go and lose, fam. But yeah, I can't lie. Um, I understand why a lot of these guys are pulling out because when this season is crucial, it's a long season in the NBA season, and this FIBA World Cup ends in mid-September with training camp coming up and the first NBA tip-off coming October 22nd. It's it's a tight schedule, fam. And it's a long season, you know, 82 games, fam. So I don't blame players for wanting to move out and there's players on teams that I look trying to be contenders. So you've got, like, the Lakers. You've got Tobias Harris pulled out for the Sixers. Even Ben Simmons pulled out for the Australian team. Um, RJ Barrett pulled out for the Canadian team, but that's because I think he's still injured. Tristan Thompson pulled out. So it's mad. It's mad, like, it's, it's just going to... I feel like the World Cup is going to be dead, but the bright spark is Yanis is going to play for the Greek team, so that would be a great watch to watch, fam. So, yeah, lastly on the agenda, we've got some sad news. Demarcus Cousins did tear his ACL just a week ago um, after signing a one-year deal with the Lakers. I feel very sorry for him. That's his third major injury in the last four years. Obviously, he came back from an Achilles injury. Um, he tore his quad in the playoffs. So, all we can do is wish him all the best. Apparently, he's underground as well. Like, no one can try to contact him. Like, none of these friends and that in basketball can contact him. So, all man can do is wish him all the best. Um, the Lakers are looking to acquire a veteran big such as Joachim Noah, who's in Memphis, who they anticipate will get bought out. He's in Memphis with Iggy, by the way. I forgot to mention that. They got rid of Iggy, the Warriors fan. That's a huge L for them. But yeah, he's also expected to be bought out anyway. So yeah, they're looking at Joachim Noah and they're also looking at Dwight Howard. <laughs> and I said, you couldn't live with your failure. So where did that leave you? Back to me. So yeah, it'll be interesting they pick up Dwight Howard. Um, hey, so yeah, all man can do is wish Wiggy all the best. So yeah, as I said, tip-off for the re- first regular season game in the NBA, October 22nd. Up until then, we've just got training camps. We've got the FIBA World Cup to look forward to. The WNBA is still running as well to feed your basketball. Uh, to, so you can get your basketball fix, I guess, uh, watching the WNBA. So, yeah, clutch pod, that's it. I did say, I did mention earlier on the um, Premier League segment that, obviously, this year is going to be a bit different as in my recording times because I'm going... There's a lot happening behind the scenes that I need to sort out. So my uploads are going to be very, they're not going to be frequent at all. But I will be trying to upload as much as I can. I appreciate the patience. If you're still listening on at this point, I appreciate it a lot. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore pod. And also on our streaming services on Spotify, SoundCloud, and also on iTunes podcast. And over and out.